Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. So everybody, what can you say about the, the result of the weekend, the success that we had? It was just a, a remarkable achievement. But first of all, let's just talk about Seb. First of all, I, I think we all, a lot of us that's been here a long time now know why we lost nine championships to him, that's for sure. Um, you know, he did, I think it was two days testing. Then he comes at shakedown. On his first pass, he's fastest. On his second pass, he's fastest. Then on stage five, when all you people were uh, fortunate enough to watch it live in the, in the workshop, he moves into the lead of the rally. He does four fastest times out of the six stages on Friday. Um, and I think another thing that really I just have no idea how he does it, <clears throat> it was the first time for Isabel to, uh, to co-drive on an event with him. Okay, she's done testing. But can you imagine the pressure that, that she must have been on the first time to co-drive on a world event, uh, leading the rally, and the pressure of sitting with a nine-time world champion? I mean, just she must be uh, an incredible woman. Coupled with that, Seb uh, hasn't done a WRC event for two years, which again, I think, is just to be able to come back. I, I know no sportsman who's been able to come back at the highest level and, and do what he did. Um, one sad thing for me was that <clears throat> he's overtaken Walter Roll's uh, record on stage victories on Monte Carlo. It was 79, and I think uh, now Seb's done 80. Obviously, Walter was my, my all-time uh, hero, so um, he's even broke his record. He's the oldest person to win a WRC event, which is all just quite remarkable. But um, something as well which certainly pleased me, and I think it pleased the engineers and designers and what have you as well, is that um, Gus, Craig, I hope you're listening, because <clears throat> he did the whole rally. He never changed the damper click. He didn't change an anti-roll bar setting. He didn't change the springs. I think the only thing that we did was we put him a set of brake discs on. So I think that just tells you how um, natural the guy was, and obviously to get that victory okay. We had a little bit of luck at the end, but we've been on the receiving end of a lot of bad luck as well over the years, so it was... Certainly a nice one. But not only that, <clears throat> it was followed up with Craig finishing third uh, and obviously Gus finishing fifth. Um, and obviously for, for Gus to get his first fastest time was... I think everybody could see the excitement and joy on uh, Gus's face. Probably next time, maybe not have your phone so prominent, Gus. <coughs> but uh, an incredible achievement and... Uh, so, well done to Goose. Uh, and obviously, with all that, uh, those results, you know, it puts us into the Championship League going into Sweden, which is a, a great position to be in. 
we know there's going to be a lot of hard work and everything still to come, but uh, to be able to go to Sweden in that position is, is fantastic. Uh, so nothing more to say other than an incredible performance. However, what I don't want you all to forget is that this couldn't have been achieved without all of you here. Um, and that is so, so important. Everybody appreciates it, the drivers, the co-drivers. They know what job you, all you people have done. I can't single anyone out, but I want you all to feel proud of what you as a group have achieved. And even more so by the comments from the drivers about how good the car was. You know, I think all four drivers commented that the car was a joy, it was easy to drive, it was fantastic. And you heard, I'm sure you all heard some of the comments from some of the other drivers. Um, and I was at the launch in Germany the week before and to be honest, I, I didn't see, apart from you Howard guys, I didn't see any of the other drivers being positive. So um, it's a great step, but obviously still a lot of work to do, but it's, um, it's comforting to know that we've got a great package. And even more pleasing for me, all this was done with a fraction of the budget of the Toyotas and the Hyundais, which again, I think, sends out a message that's even more rewarding for what all you people have achieved. So I would like you to raise your glasses to the success of you guys and girls, and not forgetting the drivers and co-drivers, along with the Ford Puma. So your glasses, here's to more success. So enough of me talking, I thought it would be a good idea to get some thoughts from some team members who've been involved in this project and obviously worked here for a great number of years. So first I'd like to ask up Tim Jackson. Tim's been uh, on every Puma development test. Then there was Craig's car being carried, craned off the side of a mountain. Just days, we, we, just days before we were due to start Monte Carlo. So I think it would be interesting to hear Tim's thoughts about what he thought when the car was being lifted out and the, the fact that Monte Carlo was just round the corner. So Tim, please, are you there, are you? Yeah, definitely, and um, you know, very tasked. I think that's what emerges itself so for me as well, the fact that you're probably talking about what's going on with Monte Carlo these days. Yeah, an interesting day, especially I think Gus was stood next to us when we were trying to get the car out and uh, give you some of the steps on the test with Sandy Phil ahead. So, yeah, it's a dangling 60 meters from the air. Um, it was really, a, you know, we knew we got our task on, but equally we knew that, uh, that the guys on the test had worked hard and uh, the same amount of hard work was already going on uh, get back in place. So, we knew we did it, it was hard work. But I think on that Sunday in the rally, the hard work really paid off for everybody. So, uh, yeah, massive team effort. Thanks, Tim. Next, I would like to invite up is Mr. Dr. Fitzpatrick, <laughs> who has been responsible for a lot of things that he shouldn't have been responsible for. But let's hear his story. Thank you. Talk myself. Um, <laughs> so, um, I don't know. Um, yeah, back to stage five, um, we made the workshop, which obviously um, everyone got together while back the base. It was good to see, see the event unfold and Sebastian take the lead of the rally. 
Um, it was certainly good for, for Raul and I think they will agree with it. The work culture team and what we, what we achieve works well. Um, we'll do more of it to start the year um, based on that. Um, but certainly last two years have been a struggle with Brexit, COVID, everything, suppliers, materials, they're all too much, but it's all getting at the end. Thanks to everybody and all our suppliers um, to get the package at the end of the day. Thank you. And next, somebody completely new to rallying um, is Josh. First event to engineer on a rally. Um, and not only that, looking after nine times world champion Sebastian Loeb. So how does it really compare, Josh, to the roundy roundy that you're used to? Uh, it's very different. Thanks, Josh. Well, from what I said before, I can tell you that all drivers are not as easy to work with as Seb. Um, <clears throat> next, I'd like to invite uh, Richard Christensen up. I mean, um, Richard's been involved with this car from the day one, um, and I'm sure he's got a lot to say about the last 24 months in, in the design side of things and obviously quite a lot of challenges along the way with the hybrid and tubular steel frame chassis totally different to anything that we ever had before in in wrc so richard maybe you can just give these guys a bit of an insight as to what it's been like in that design office well one thing i'd like to talk about is the inclusion of the hybrid unit and um, i'll be the first to admit two years ago it wasn't going to be welcoming a change in the hybrid and the carousels and things like it's to carry around um, and some of us were quite content with just a petrol engine. Um, there's a lot of challenges to package it in, to uh, everything you, when you're trying to design, it's about space and making compromises and how low you can get the weight and how close to the sector. Everyone knows this and have the, have the hybrid unit in as well, which is a whole new uh, challenge. Um, but the guys worked really hard on it and everyone worked together to make it all work well. And I think what's really impressive to see is how well it does work and how it's improved, I think, the dynamics of the WRC. How exciting it is, how it's a new challenge for the drivers and engineers to control it and manage it. And I think it's a long way to go, a lot to learn yet, so it's starting to make it really interesting. So I think my words is it's the hype of things that to be a good thing going forward. Thanks, Richard. <clears throat> and next, that somebody's been here <clears throat> for a long time and driven probably ever every car that we've ever built and that is um, David Lindsay and I know Davey shook down all the cars on the Saturday and I think he did one on earlier on in that week and um, even he had a smile on his face but I think the fact that he shook down three new cars on the Saturday before the left and from what I can remember there was absolutely no issues with any of the cars and I mean again 
that is credit to all you guys on the, on, in every department uh, and the car builders for turning out a car like that with such, with such intense pressure and obviously we're trying to get the cars to Monty. But I think it would be good to hear from Davey on what he thinks about the car in relation to all the other cars in the last 20 years that he's driven. I know what my feelings are, but I think it'd be good to hear from Davey. Yeah, I haven't driven all the cars in most of this track here. I've been made here. The car is just unbelievable. It is the best car we've ever had. The chassis is fantastic. You said that there could still be a bit of improvement on the engine, David, was that right? Yeah, yeah, probably, yeah. They always want to work out the manager just kind of <laughs> I must admit, but sorry, David, but on, it's the first time, but at the weekend, unfortunately, we didn't have the engine engineers in the, in the office with the, uh, with the other engineers at the weekend, but um, it's always quite a thing on the rallies where there's a bit of banter about if we are quick, it's usually a downhill stage. So there's one stage, particularly on Monte Carlo, and it was on the Friday, and it actually it climbs the whole way from start to finish. There isn't one downhill section. And I'm pretty anxious. I looked at the stage graph before the stage start and I'm thinking, Seb's going really well. What's going to happen here? And I have to say, Nigel and you guys in the engine from start to finish and Seb got fastest time. So we've, we've got a good engine, Nigel. <laughs> Thanks, David. So, Next up, who's he's had he's taken all the pressure off me, so um, and I, I think he obviously he, he doesn't quite have the he doesn't get emotional like I do. Um, so it's now over to Rich to um, say what he thinks. A good, uh, good release of kind of all the emotions that went into building up, and I think uh, you know, the amount of messages uh, from everybody that and the amount of received, the person that received, it was just hundreds. Um, I think people were so pleased with what we achieved because um, a lot of people know us from our customer side and having worked here, and, uh, friends of friends and drivers, and things on Twitter. For what Seth achieved, but we're getting so much attention, which is great. I think if you look at the rally, if you look at anything on social media, the only car to be focused on is ours. So um, it's been impressive, to say the least, of what we've done. You know, all the guys have been forward are absolutely over the moon. It's great that some of the top execs were there as well to share that with us. But I think it's just uh, more than ever goes to say how appreciative I think I am now, Mr. Shaw, of everything that's gone on back here, you know, all the extra challenges. Things like Tony and Mike being involved in all the high box training, all the deadlines we have to meet, the guys just coming in over very evenings, weekends to build these cars and now they're being constantly uh, pressuring to build to change logos through all the wire or whatever. And to be fair to them, you know, coming up with this livery that is just taking the internet by storm. Uh, I think we are the only team to really, uh, well, we're the only team that people are talking about within the WRC, which is fantastic, and to get that result is incredible. Um, I think we should all thank Malcolm for allowing us all to have a bit of freedom in what we do. Um, you know, 
the, the again the investment going in to make sure we have enough drivers that we've got the line that we've got, especially Seb um, and keeping it on, on board Gus, Adrian, and getting hold of Craig is what's allowed us to do what we did at the weekend. And I do think we have a fantastic crew going forward, um, and there's no reason why we can't continue to build on that. I think it's clear that Toyota's strong, Elm will be a big challenge, but um, I don't think there's any uh, reason why we can't put pressure on him through the season. And yeah, finally, I'd just like to thank everyone who's worked so hard. You know, we've lost a lot of people over the last 18 months, and people have stepped up to do different roles that they're not used to or weren't expecting to do. And everyone, despite a bit of shouting at each other, which we all love, you know, we've all got on with it and done it. And uh, yeah, I think David Lindsay is the new superstar of TV as well. Scottish stick, and I use everywhere. I keep getting messages about him as well, so uh, that's worrying if it comes out. I think, yeah, I personally, I would like to say we should raise a last amount from our to do what we've done and get the result. But you know, it's his business and what he's built up has allowed us to do that. So, uh, thank you, Mum. Thank you, Richie. Just prompted me a bit actually because um, about delivery because I've had so so many positive comments um, and I believe you know the purple it was thanks to uh, alcohol induced by you Rich and then of course Phil goes and does the necessary for you so um, big thanks to both of you Phil for coming up with a incredible um, <laughs> Well, I will tell you, I, 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 most of you know, our previous technical di director, Christian Lorio, he rang me, as you can, you can imagine what Christian, but honestly, I think it looks amazing, and thanks, Phil, for, for, uh, for what you did, and uh, certainly the numbers and everything from the launch and everything is better than anything we've ever had, so that was, uh, that was great. So the next one I'm going to invite up is um, our technical director, Christopher Williams. So <laughs> I guess you were all hoping you would be away by half past five. But, he's, um, but no, on a serious note, uh, Chris has done an incredible job. Um, and we've kept up the record, I think, is it six or, six or seven of the last cars that we've designed and developed of, of one on the debut so that you can imagine I felt a lot of pressure um, for that because it's it's a, an incredible record and something I'd like to keep up but uh, at the end of the day it's Chris that's led all you guys engineers designers and what have you so Chris I'd like you to um, just give us your um, bit of a story um, obviously everybody's seen your email today so yeah. As long as it's not as long as that, then please bash on. <laughs> okay, so let's say you know, with the purple humor, we've done something incredible with Monte Carlo. Uh, it's going down history for so, so, so many reasons. Yeah, we've just done something incredible. But uh, this is only the start of the championship. We have a hell of a long way to go. Um, it won't be easy. It'll be difficult. We'll have difficult days, difficult rallies. It ain't going to be easy. 
Monte Carlo itself um, wasn't easy. On Thursday, some of you will know, it wasn't going well. Lunchtime to shake down the four broken cars, and we didn't have parts to repair. So at that point, we had to come up with the plan. What we're going to do, we need to get through the day, we need to get through the night. What do we do? So we came up with a plan. This will get us to tonight, but we need bits, we need parts. The parts are out in Berlin. Some of the parts are in Tesco, or in Amsterdam, and the parts are back here in Cumbria. So we call Ryan, who's going to our friends in there, and our friends in can you come? Can you leave where you're at now and immediately go and find the test car? It's somewhere near Rotterdam. Get the parts and get on the plane and meet you with them. And we did just that. And back here, we searched for parts, we didn't know where they were. Nick Turrell comes across one farm, that's what we need. We need it here tonight. So Nick leaves, that's it, sitting on the plane, and then we go. Do the first two stages, look at the first one, we get through, think, yeah, it's doing alright. Second stage. Road section back, the same problems. Shit. But that was it, we had the parts. Boys had arrived late. There was a frenzy of power scaling built going on. We threw everything at it without it one approach. Didn't know exactly what was going on, but we did everything we can. We threw everything onto the car that night. At midnight we started, at three o'clock it was finished. And we hoped we'd hoped we got the job right. And to be fair, we did. And from there, we went on to do wonderful things. But you know, that kind of proves it's never going to be easy. You know, the championship's not going to be easy. But if we never give up, we work together. You know, we try and be creative. We're determined. Um, but we can achieve incredible things. Saturday wasn't our best day in Ali. Tire choices haven't gone well. Seven in the fastest. Last stage, lost the lead. End of the day, Seth comes into the engine room, and there's only two or three of the seven in the engine room. And he goes, Doesn't look so good. Yeah, but there's still a chance. We can't give up. We can't give up now. So we told him for a bit, said, Right, tomorrow, first stage, we set up an attack. We need to be there, we need to beat him. We've got to beat him on the first stage. And we're here to win, we're here to race. So attack we will. He says on side, he's going, okay, there's a bit of tire jiggery pokery, how many wheels we have? Do we show them we've got six? Do we show them we've got five? They've got a spotted of options. He said, right, we need to make them one six. So we, we, we poke up the tires and wheels. We put the six one in the car and we go from the spot. Yeah, it says one six. First stage, we're fastest. The game's on. But it's, it's still a bit to go. Next stage, we lose a little bit. Next stage, it's not so easy. Second pass over the same stage, sets on the next few cuts, he's pushing my help, and then the impossible outcomes against punching. And the rest is history. So you never know, you never know what's going to happen. But if you try and we're pushing, and we were pushing my help out next morning, <coughs> we're here to race. You know, we want to do our best. You never know, sometimes the incredible happens. And that's what this is up. So, to finish up here, from me, the championship is not going to be easy. We're not going to have easy times, we're going to have bad rallies. It ain't going to be Sometimes it's going to go not our way. But we're all working together, we're all pushing like hell, we're all working hard. The incredible can happen. You know, at the end of the day, we're not here 
finish third in the championship. We want to finish third. We don't want to finish second. We're here to win. And if we work together, we can do it because the incredible can happen. We proved it this weekend. That's it. <clears throat> Thanks, Chris. And if Gus doesn't mind, I'd like Gus to come and say a few words about his, <clears throat> his experience at the weekend. He'd probably not be as excited as he was when he got his first fastest time, but I'm sure he can send a, a, a nice message to, uh, to you guys. Thanks, Gus. Yeah, I think it was uh, probably back in the 2020 when the idea of the Puma was being, was being brought up. And we knew that the 2021 would have been the easiest year, not quite all the resources into that car, but we were just being made and especially just stuck at it and made the best of what we could in that year, knowing that uh, there's no better team in the world to develop a car as you guys. And uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a dream come true this weekend for me to get my first stage win for Craig to get the podium. And then said to uh, to get the to win, and uh, we did our best to uh, to pay you um, for all your hard work, and uh, it seems that we, we managed to get it on our side. So you definitely did your side. So thank you very much. Thanks, Chris. So no, on that note, just a few um, key messages. Um, I mean, first of all, I mean, I think Rich has had well over two hundred messages, WhatsApps, texts, emails. I've had in excess of 250, which to be honest is uh, more than I've ever had before, um, even in relation to when we won with Seb in 2017. So it's quite remarkable. So we've broke all our previous social media records as well. And I believe uh, Seb can probably give you some of those stats. But I think again, <coughs> we've continued with our incredible point scoring finishes. So it's now 269 consecutive manufactured point scoring finishes. And that is, well, let's be honest, that record is never, um, ever gonna be, uh, be broken. We're now on 62 WRC wins, uh, 241 podiums. That's in, uh, obviously, all in the last 25 years that um, we've been running the Ford programme. So that is something as well that I'm particularly proud of, the fact that we've worked with Ford Motor Company for 25 years. I think um, that tells you the, the integrity and everything that we've got as a company to be able to work for an OEM for that period of time is, again, I think it's, it's quite remarkable with, there was, there's been no breaks in that 25 years. Okay, there's been ups and downs and we're probably not where we want to be in terms of um, the same level of commitment as what Hyundai and Toyota are putting into it, but because of what you guys are doing, um, it's putting us in the position that we're in, and that is something that I really appreciate. Um, obviously, another thing as well, which is really, was the, the last female uh, to win as a co-driver, was actually on our very first event as, as the Ford, which was the 1997 Monte Carlo Rally when Pierre Liati won and Fabrizio Pons was co-driving, who she, she used to navigate for Michel Mouton. So um, <clears throat> again, we've, we've created history again. So um, all I'd like to say is I hope, um, I haven't missed anybody out, but a massive, massive thank you from me.